genre. Welcome back, listeners, to Toy Story Minute, the daily podcast where we talk about Toy Story 2, the good, the bad, and the big ugly man doll, <laughs> one minute at a time. Nice. I'm John. I'm Jeb. And we have again Jonathan from Minute Impossible here. Hello, everyone. We're now sing talking. Hey, what's up? This whole minute is no, it's no, not going to be. Yeah, bug people so much. Yeah, oh, play along. Minute, yeah, <laughs> this minute is minute seventy-eight. It starts with Amy's backpack plopping on down, and ends with a heroic shot of Buzz and Woody riding atop. Bullseye. Yeah, They're Buzz looks real eat. heroic. Yeah, yeah, he just looks like he's, hmm, hmm, yeah. Just kind of like watching. Why am I even here? Well, just, yeah. yeah, that's a whole that's it, a thing. It's hard to look heroic when you're riding second on a. Yeah, exactly. If you're yeah. on a motorcycle, you're always, it's always, hang on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't yeah. die. Yeah. <laughs> Amy is a character, I she's think she's artist. the last new character she's an artist. in this movie. Yeah, she is, she and, uh, yeah, it's a whole thing. Which is presented for horror, I guess, but it is looks it... cute. Yeah, the only thing that I think is it would uh, be terrifying. well, the only thing I think is that Barbie's a uh, part of her head is shaved. It's like a fade look mm. that she has, and that's the only like permanent damage because otherwise you can just wash her off, right? Yeah, but do you think this is what Amy was doing on the plane when she got her, her markers in Probably. her Barbie? But Prospector hates. Kids. Kids, yes. Yeah, well, I don't think it matters okay. if she's artistic or anything. I think it's just right. the ch- a child is going to touch her. Well, that's interesting that and that's if brought she up. Does get, like, even if he gets draw, like, drawn on and then washed, that'll decrease his value. Yeah, well, he's already out of his box forever. But after this movie came out, there were interviews released on the website for the movie. This has all been deleted. I couldn't find it in Wayback Machine, at least uh, from, you know, a little bit of Googling and stuff. But there is an interview with Stinky Pete where he says that he's grown accustomed to Amy. Aww. And he likes it. Oh, good. And he, he likes playing with kids now. Good. Because toys, that's what toys like. I mean, that's yeah. the motivation for all He'd toys. He's never been played with, so he, he didn't yeah, know he, that he likes it. He literally had never been with a human before. Yeah. I'm really sorry I tried to murder you, Woody. That'd be, that'd if be I could go back in time. There is a Stinky Pete. There's a Toy Story 3 movie poster with Stinky Pete on it. Yeah, that's which, weird. I, I saw yeah, that note, too, and I was like, why? A weird implication that, like, that'd be interesting if he was in the third movie. What would he be? Just, like, a cameo at the end? Like Zerg? Yeah, like Zerg. Yeah. yeah, probably. Amy is played by a voice artist who I thought wasn't in this movie, honestly, because in the last movie she played, one of her roles was of the Little Green Men, but in this one oh, it was just... Dairyberry? Yeah, Debbie Derryberry is in this. Is in this uh, as Amy. She played most famously Jimmy Neutron, mm-hmm. which we talked about. Yeah, we talked week. about last movie when the when she showed and up. earlier this week. Oh, and we earlier this Jimmy week. Neutron. Yeah, that's true because we had the aliens show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but now Jeff Pigeon is the exclusive voice of the aliens. But Debbie Derryberry is still getting work, so that's good. Still getting work. Nineteen years ago. Yep. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> sure. Well, I'm sure she must still do. Yeah, stuff. probably. Well, Jimmy Neutron ran for a long time. And I'm sure yeah. she's an accomplished voice actress. You know, who cares? Yeah. It's the whole thing. Amy's Barbie is also Jody Benson, like all the Barbies. So that's not really a new thing. Right. But is this... We've discussed how Al, you know, he's scared of children. Is he also... Is this a like a femininity thing? Because Al's Pete? such a... Pete. Dang it. Is this... I was going to say, I mean, yeah. I know Al lives in an apartment with no children, yeah. but like... Al doesn't like children, but Pete also doesn't like children. Right. Is Pete also... 
being like super masculine yeah. here and saying, I, I don't want to say, get. I was going to say that's got to be a little bit. He doesn't want to make over. Yeah, he doesn't want to make over. Yeah, a makeover is, yeah, what she calls it. Which Amy doesn't even react to the fact that somehow she got a big ugly man doll. Right. Just from the airport gods. Right. <laughs> She's just like, cool, Barbie, this random toy is here let's her, play with it yeah, her parents don't care either i would notice like, if i had another toy especially if it's right on the end of your backpack you know right and, and also this whole conversation which is mostly pete hyperventilating happens inches away from a human mm-hmm. in front of an airport full of people yeah what like what just couldn't wait for the car right <laughs> It's very, yeah, it's weird. You never know what yeah. the rules are with being a, they must have some sixth sense that, that they know when so, no one's yeah. looking. They're like the angels from Doctor Who, the weeping angels. They they just know when you're looking. That has to be it. Yeah. Via Twitter, I think it was Andrew Stanton who said that it's like a, it's like a state of unconsciousness that automatically happens in front of people where they kind of, you know, where they stiffen. But or flop. obviously from the first movie that they can overcome that if they want. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I think it's kind of like holding your breath. Like, you breathe automatically anyway, but if you want, you can stop breathing. Do force of will kind mm-hmm. of thing. So that's probably what he's he's doing here, which is weird because he's hyperventilating now. Mm-hmm. LOL. That's one of those ones, oh. that's one of those things going about all the way back to the, you know, Toy Story 1, when they're talking about they break rule number one. Mm-hmm. What's rule number two? And also, don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> yeah. What's rule number four? <laughs> It's like the rules of acquisition for the Ferengi. It's like, you know, they just make them up as they go along. And it's always like, yeah. rule number 73. Well, don't look up what rule 34 is for Toy Story. Uh, uh, yeah. That's uh, yeah, a Do whole yourself a favor. Thing. Thing. Yeah. Uh, that's more. That's actually John Lasseter centric. Oh dear! <laughs> it was put in the handbook recently. Woody makes a quip to Pete last minute about how he's going to show him the true meaning of playtime. And now he makes another quip. Presumably they spent some time finding a good backpack for him, shoving him in it, and putting him near the entrance so that he would go out right away before he could escape. And then he says... This is just like the Rex, I don't want to use my head. Yeah, 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 where Rex obviously had been using his head for a little bit when he said that. Yeah, it's a whole whole thing. Just for the, yeah, just for the timing of the film. Yeah. But it's funny just thinking of Woody being like, yeah, happy trails. He's like, uh, do you think that a while? And, he's gonna say, yeah, that's pretty well established that he's mm-hmm. gone. Why didn't Barbie talk to them before? Because Barbie wasn't in the backpack. Oh, she was being carried by Amy. Oh, uh, the, so oh, I see. Because she was in the yeah. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Presumably, Amy's Barbie was her carry on. Well, no, you can carry a bag, and it doesn't matter if you pull stuff out of the bag. If you take a yeah, bag full of apples, you could have backpack. seven apples and take them out and. Still yeah. have a one bag. That's a good math word yeah, problem. I'm gonna say, is that like a math question? Yeah. yeah. Like How many Chicago apples math. equals one Barbie? Yeah. There you go. John wants to trade his apples for Jeb's Barbie. How many apples does John have to trade to get one Barbie? Let me show you work. The plane left for Denver three hours ago. And it is full of apples. Another plane. Denver from needs Los apples. Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> left for Los Angeles with 17 bananas. <laughs> hours ago how many barbies could fly a plane <laughs> are there pilot barbies we know there are no there ones. was no there's stewardess barbies but i'm sure there must have oh been there's definitely something. pilot Feminism. barbies yeah. now come on feminism well no i was just talking about specifically in this movie oh no not in this movie yeah the highest order of barbie we see here is a tour guide right which is a, i'm sure a fine job it's just not a, a pilot Unless you're touring the world in your plane. Right, uh, that you're flying. Yes. 
because you're a Barbie tour guides. Yeah. And flies. Mm-hmm. They try and open the other toys, the rest they're of the They're not BC. strong. Yeah, they're trying to open the thing, but I think it might be because Mr. Potato Head's standing on ham, so he can't really reach that high uh, to open it. But the thing is, this case should be the same size and as the, weight as the, yeah, the camera one. Yeah. And they so how come they can't lift this one? Yeah. Right. That's, yeah. It's very weird, because, like, why would they even be struggling to get Bullseye in? Did they I ever, are they, did anyone other than Stinky Pete, though, open the case? Uh, I wonder if Stinky Pete, like, has Stinky Pete strength. And well, oh yeah. Well, cause yeah, I guess Stinky P opened the case, and maybe this case is just heavier than the yeah. camera one. It just looks similar. Right. Yeah, just because it looks similar doesn't mean it has yeah. the same like build. I it, it could also be because we discussed last minute. Stinky P got out of his box, moved you know coming yeah, out of his he, cage, and now he's moving the foam insulation on top of them and just stuff. Fine. Yeah, presumably Jesse had to climb out of a lot of stuff. Yeah. to get out of here, out of and Woody phone. somehow didn't. That's another thing. Right. Woody got out just fine. Well, wasn't Woody on top? I think Woody was on top. Probably Woody and Slinky Pete were on top. Cause, yeah. Oh, yeah, because we saw in the elevator Slinky try and get Woody and yeah. Slinky Pete pulled him back in. Yeah. So that was probably, yeah, a whole thing. Yeah. And poor Jessie was sitting in storage, probably hyperventilating. Yeah. Like she does still in this minute. Much it. like, yeah. essentially, Peter was. Yeah, like bad stonk. <laughs> Peter, on this rock I will build my church. Also, you smell bad. <laughs> oh, I did see another thing from the interviews that they did with Toy Story 2 characters where they asked Stinky Pete why he's stinky, and he said, because he works all day, and he's all sweaty, and he eats <laughs> cowboy food. So he doesn't take very many baths, and he farts. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. God, they did way too many interviews with these stupid characters. They need to not <laughs> did, do they that. They did interview. <laughs> Yeah, it was just the same interview. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's strange because Stinky Pete is completely different than his. You know, we've discussed last minute. It's different than his character mm-hmm. in the show proper. It's like when they. It's like when they interview Kermit. And you're always like, mm-hmm. okay, okay, here we go. <laughs> well, it's, well, Kermit's a real person. Stinky Pete's a CGI. Right. Oh my God, we're gonna have to talk to him when Muppets Minute starts. Well, our Muppet Minute already Muppet, is there. Yeah. yeah, Muppet Minute is a thing already. I think it's already through the first movie. Maybe. Yeah. Um, Muppet movie's not that long, so maybe it isn't. It's very short and very good. Man, that bicycle thing and the balloons. Ah, I think I have that on my phone and just haven't started listening to it yet. So shout out to that. I have it on my phone. I'm gonna get nude in front of it later and maybe <laughs> listen. Maybe to listen yeah. to some pod. That's exactly. I mean, to be fair, I mean, I'm not wearing pants to... right now. I mean, I mean we're I'm podcasting. Pants. Let's be real. Here. Actually, I am. I am wearing pants, and I feel like a yeah, bank. I'm I feel like a banker next to Jeb. So I am. Uh, it, uh, yeah, it's a thing. And most of the it's time a around, thing. Pants. <laughs> yeah. It's a thing. Where we, a thing. Yeah, guys, we, guys, are you yeah. are you conjoined and you just haven't told anyone yet? It's okay. This it's is a, a safe place. Not quite up yeah. to, uh, ready for that. Uh, that to get all out on yeah. there. Uh, <laughs> kind of a might have to cut that from the pod. Uh, mm. um, that's that's fun. We're connected at the pinky, so yeah. it always looks like we're dragging each other along. Yeah, it's cute. That's what would be the worst place we can join to someone with a face? Penis. Yeah. You know what? That uh but You're like two ends face. of a Chinese finger toy. Yeah. yeah I Ugh. may Ow. or may not have actually once written a spec strip for Bob's burgers where that happens. Where a person's hand and a person's ding dong get stuck in Chinese finger trap because they were trying to help them out of it and they got stuck and it was a whole thing. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't think I have that anymore. But I did. I did. Oh, the, I know, guys. I know what we're doing on the hiatus. <laughs> yep. We're yeah, reading that. Yeah. I call Gene. Was, yeah. I have a whole thing on uh, Twitter where I've been rewatching Bob's Burgers, and I have a theory that Gene is supposed to be a, a trans woman before transition, like as a child. And there's actually a lot of hints to it. Sure. So that's all. And how. Yeah. I saw this theory that he's actually gender fluid. Yeah, I mean, whatever way, I don't think that he's a, a cis male. So in the first movie, they showed themselves to save Buzz. Mm-hmm. They had a whole plan. Mm-hmm. They even, you know, they showed themselves in front of uh, streets and streets full of people. Oh, yeah. Why aren't they doing this for Jesse? I don't know. I mean, they I care about Jesse. Yeah, there's no... If Woody cares about Jesse... Uh, I'm sure the other toys at least think about Jesse as much as the mutant toys thought about but well maybe they were closer to buzz right they don't have planning time but it's still like i mean and it would have taken like half a second and they only would have had to reveal themselves to that one air traffic yeah there's one guy and he probably wouldn't even have noticed right because he's flopping out of it anyway right why didn't she yeah her foot was probably stuck under a peat box or something maybe it was because she wasn't part of that escape so she wasn't like She's not comfortable exposing herself or whatever. I mean, from a Doylean perspective, it's because they didn't want to repeat the climax of the last movie. Yeah, They want obviously. to do, you know, a different yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, but, but yeah, from but, a logical perspective. Yeah, yeah but in, in movie, the Watsonian mm-hmm. whole thing, kind of a mystery. Yeah. It's weird that they never go... I mean, it, I like it because, especially in sequels, when you see, like, sequels often they try and just up the ante from the mm-hmm. first one. Yeah. And these movies do it more emotionally than they do... Action. Yeah, action and physical... Yeah. yeah climax. Yeah. Which is good. I mean, the third movie does that a little bit, but... Yeah, the uh, climax isn't as physical. Yeah. Yeah. It's mostly, yeah, mostly... Stop emotion- saying physical you know. climax. <laughs> I'm glad you picked up on that because John didn't react I, to it all the way that I thought. Well, I'm sorry that I'm not a pervert like you because I wrote <laughs> a pervert a strip where Teddy gets his ding dong in oh, a tiny singer trap. Okay, I was gonna ask who it was. Oh, was... Teddy, and then Bob has to help him. Okay, Bob. Yeah, Bob. Yeah. Bob. 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 It happened again. Yeah, it happened again. Uh, God, oh no. Teddy. Well, my yeah, my nine year old like, loves Bosberg. Yeah, and then Tina's like, my Dad, need. what are you doing? My 20-year-old self loves Bob's Burgers. You're not 20. I said 22. Oh, I was going to (laughs) say, we're hashtag millennials. Yep. So now they get on the horse to chase. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Why does Buzz come along? He doesn't know Jesse at all. We see later he has a crush on her, but how much of a crush can he have having only seen her... The only times he's seen her is briefly when he saved Woody, and even then, not very much. Right. Well, he's lawful. He's lawful good, so he has to... He has to be there anyways, no matter what. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think but, I think that he because wait, he's such okay. good friends with Buzz and Buzz is now they're like we have to go get him and like okay let's go Buzz and Woody are lawful good obviously mm-hmm. um, Ham I want to say is probably lawful neutral yeah whereas Mr Potato Head's probably more chaotic neutral true neutral yeah maybe he's chaotic good now that um, Rex, Mrs Potato Rex Head is, is chaotic good. Um, Rex is definitely good are you kidding chaotic me? good and he's definitely chaotic because he's not lawful he uh, speaks yeah. against capitalism a lot in this film yeah but that's <laughs> illegal yeah oh yeah that's true <laughs> so, so maybe, maybe he is lawful good or maybe he's just a lawful neutral true good oh uh, neutral good neutral good yeah true good yeah good well because it's true <laughs> good neutral, good good, good. True double neutral. good he's good, good. <laughs> the, the true 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 uh slinky i would say is neutral good definitely yeah 100%. they're mostly good i'm neutral uh, good is stinky p lawful 
No, because he gets out of his box. Oh, you're right. Maybe he's neutral. I think he might be neutral because he's completely self-serving. Neutral evil, yeah. Yeah, but he's not chaotic enough to, like, right. reveal himself in front of toys. Zerg would be chaotic evil. Zerg is a chaotic evil. Yeah, he's definitely, uh, yeah, because uh, Stinky Pete, well, I think, remember, as we learned from your your extra stuff that never showed, is that he enjoys now being played with. So, oh, so yeah, he, he, obviously he does the, yeah, the face heel turn, whatever, heel face, whatever. Yep, it's um, called a heel face. face. I think Zerg in the universe of Star Command is lawful evil, though. Yeah, but he in, has in the Toy Story universe, he's, he's definitely chaotic, chaotic evil. evil. Yeah. Lawful evil is one of those good. great ones, because yeah. that's where all our character actors shine. Because well, yeah. you're you're lawful, you're evil, but you're on the side of justice, mm-hmm. but, yeah. but you're not a nice person. I would say that as children, both Sid and Andy are chaotic neutral. Okay. Um, but Sid's a little more self-serving, and Andy's a little less proactive, mostly because he's younger. Right. Okay. Uh, Andy's and, sad neutral. Yeah, yeah. neutral sad. <laughs> lonely, lonely neutral. Yeah. <laughs> lonely neutral. <laughs> Al. Stinky Al. Al McWiggin is definitely not lawful. No. And I want to say evil just because he's so self-serving. Chaotic. And he's, yeah, he's he's chaotic, evil, especially with how he treats a, service workers. Just because he's such a mess, too. Yeah, he is a, a mess. He leaves his <laughs> cheese puzzle on the floor. Yeah. And Jerry the Cleaner is neutral. A true neutral. Yeah. He's just in it for the toys, man. Yeah. So this has been D&D Toy Story, the podcast. <laughs> D&D the whole, Toy Story MXM. Where we play Dungeons & Dragons one minute at a time. Ugh. And this minute, <laughs> oh I can't find my 20-sided die. Oh no, where is it? No, that's a six-sided, Jeb. Find where out is what it? happens oh, no. minute. Oh, here's a 12-sided. There we go. Okay, now what am I rolling? What do I add to that? Let me check. Oh, I think I added to my charisma last Oh, minute's up. Just a second. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That'd be a good podcast. Instead of talking about it like a minute of stuff, only play for a minute. Yeah, uh, that... <laughs> Sounds like a very bad podcast, but okay. Yeah, you'd watch, you'd listen to it. It'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. I probably would. Well, it's here. a minute of podcasting, and then they wrap up for thirty minutes. <laughs> oh, it's like I think Star Wars Minute has made the joke of there being a Star Wars Minute Minute where they talk about the first minute of the podcast. Yeah, so has a, a Titanic Minute, matter. and a couple other ones have. Yeah. Oh, they want to do a, a deep dive into the Minute Podcast podcast. Mm-hmm. We already have like a set formula for our April Fools minutes, so we can't really do that. But these are those are good ideas for that kind of thing. We didn't do an April Fools. I wasn't uh, clever enough. We partially copied Star Wars Minute how they do a different movie mm-hmm. uh, that corresponding minute. Except for we decided since we're doing Pixar, we would do DreamWorks. DreamWorks. So the equivalent movie to Toy Story Two is obviously Shrek Two. So oh. we did Shrek 2 for a minute 54. Yeah. It depends if we do other Pixar movies, how we'll, like, correspond. Like, you, you should know, do some Don Bluth. Oh, Don Bluth. <laughs> Maybe Disney Animated Minutes should do that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Stinky Pete is a fortune teller. He talked about it in, in the last minute, and I didn't get to say it. I completely forgot. He predicts they'll end in a landfill. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And they, oh, yeah. they do end in a landfill. I think it's funny how... This movie, since this is kind of me, you know, my last time on this minute, you know, it's funny how this movie had so many different things going on with it and that not only did they come up with a lot of the stuff they were going to be doing in three and didn't use it, they also weren't going to even put this out and then they redid the whole movie. I'm just, I'm just amazed 
this got and made. Toy Story 3 wasn't going to be about that at all. Either. No. I'm amazed no. this got made, and that's one of the biggest things I wanted to talk about oh. before my minutes were up yeah, this, this week. Yeah, this is a miracle of a movie. Yeah, this it really is. is. Nine-month production time was deleted halfway through until a random worker was like, I have a copy on my home computer. A baby almost died. It was mm-hmm. a whole thing. Yeah, there's a lot of... Yeah, this movie is... And it's one of the best. Well, yeah. for me, it's second best, but, you know, it's still... I mean, as, as an animated movie, it's... It holds up. It's top... Th- well. It's probably top three. I would put the Toy Stories, two of them, into the top three animated movies in the past 20 I years. Say, mm-hmm. I would say... I tend to group it by Pixar, and I would say this is probably either my second or third favorite Pixar movie. God, that's hard. Depending, There's so many. Depending how I'm feeling about Incredibles and Up at the moment. Oh, yeah. Uh, Wally beats it every time, but... Incredibles but for me, yeah. I love the Incredibles. Definitely Wally, and then either Toy Story 2, Incredibles, or Up, depending on how... Oh, man, Up. Day. Up had me crying, uh, like this movie, yeah. like Toy Story 2. They just, they just nailed it. They got onto it. I think Toy Story 2 is when they really got onto the whole emotional thing, because Bugs Life had some moments, but not anything that big. Right. And also, our Toy Story connection is that uh, Michael Giacchino did the music for Up and Ratatouille and this one. And um, Randy Newman was this one. Yeah, not this one. um, And The Incredibles and a a bunch of Pixar movies. And he did music for the third Mission Impossible movie. And also, Chris, uh, one of our co-hosts, he's friends with his sister. And we got permission from Michael Giacchino to use his music as our intro music, like from him. So uh, it's very he's he's super interesting and right now he's doing the music they're doing like the final mix or not mix but orchestration the on the one. on the incredible stuff. Oh yeah, Incredibles too. And yeah. it's so yeah. amazing and it's you know we haven't talked about the music at all in these two minutes and these two minutes so, yeah. the music is fantastic in these two yeah, minutes. Yeah, the Stinky Pete uh the evil Stinky Pete theme that we don't see that much of is is really cool and dark. Now did Randy like Newman orchestrate all this music? Yep, Randy Newman did all the music for the Toy Story movies and for Bud's life. And okay. It's excellent. And I normally think of Randy no. Newman as like that, you know, kind of like that. I don't think he did for Nemo, but I'm not sure. No, I don't think he did either. Yeah. Well, Randy Newman, it's interesting because uh, another connection between us and uh, Galaxy Quest Minute, besides Tim Allen, is that his brother did the Galaxy Quest soundtrack. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's the whole, like, Newman family, Paul unrelated. <laughs> Paul Newman. This kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Paul's not, but. Uh, and then, um, Thomas Newman, I think that's the same guy, or he's a cousin of them. He also did, uh, Wally, the music for that. Wow. It's a whole family uh, thing. Wally has one of my favorite soundtracks of all time, but Wally has a lot of my favorite things of all time because it's maybe my favorite movie. You know, and I haven't rewatched Wally in a long time. I think I need to do that. Yeah, it's very good. I'm still not sure if it would work as a minute by minute podcast thing, but. Well, after no Toy talking. Story 4, we'll see how we feel. Yeah, yeah. with no the talking. First, like, yeah, half of the movie, there's no dialogue. And our yeah. no dialogue minutes seem to be very short. Well, we found, I mean, we had that too. We had three weeks where they're in that white room where he's hung, suspended, where oh, Ethan no. Hunt is suspended. There's not even a soundtrack. And we talked about it. Actually, those minutes were great. We found stuff to talk about, but it was amazing when you have a scene that has no music. And it's just like the scent, because the whole point of it is how quiet you can be. Oh. And <laughs> that's why I think A Quiet Place is doing so well also. It's just quiet is unnerving. And that one minute, or not even a minute, of Last Jedi. Oh, that one, like that three seconds with the the silence. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. That was the thing that, even though the I did not like the cinematography of it because it did the whole shaky cam, I liked that in Hunger Games, where they did the the explosion that made her ears Mm -hmm. ring, which actually. 
I say I like it, but I kind of didn't like actually hearing it. I just like the idea of it because actually hearing it like made my ears ring. <laughs> I right. I hate it. I have tinnitus in my right ear, same and, except left. And it, so I hear. Do you hear it constantly? There are a lot of MXM people. Not all the time. A lot no. of movies by minutes people have it. Maybe because we spend all time intensely listening to things and podcasts. I had it before I had podcast, and it was oh same same. But so but when yeah. I hear it in a movie, like when I hear someone like in the fog of war, and they have that sound i hate it because i look at my wife and i go that's what it sounds like all the time in my right ear all the time yeah, i don't discuss this a lot but i'm i have a hypersensitivity issue that was mostly a big deal when i was like a child child mm-hmm. yeah but that was hunger games was a good movie i mean it was way better than the book let's be real here but the between the shaky cam and that moment it's a difficult watch for me just like from a sensory perspective yeah, there's a lot going on. And then having, and this movie has a lot going on too. It's the, bringing it back. The music, there's so much music. They're running up on, uh, trying to get up to that bag with Jesse in it. Mm-hmm. And I just think the music is perfect to get back to the music. This, it's, and it, we get the very beginning of the heroic Woody theme. Yeah, that's like the, the trumpets and timpani uh, thing. Which sounds very westerny. Yeah. And it's also, it's not related at all to the whole, like, Riders in the Sky or Woody's Roundup music. Right, it's all, it's very original, yeah, but it's still all very Newman. western. Yeah, yeah. which, uh, it's fun, because uh, Riders in the Sky did a whole album of Toy Story 2 stuff, which I don't think I've ever actually listened to. I've only heard Woody's Roundup on it, so maybe I should check that out. Jonathan, I almost called you Paul, because we were talking about Paul Newman. And uh, that's not right. he was almost going to be cast as Woody, I think? Yeah, and then Billy Crystal was going to be cast as oh, yeah. Buzz in the original. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that that would have been weird. Uh, and then Billy Crystal was like, oh, I should really be in one of these movies. Mike Wazowski. Mike Wazowski. Wait, was it Paul Newman? Who was... Uh... He's in Doc. He's in Cars. Okay, yeah, it is yeah. Paul Newman. Yes, yes. Yeah. I was going to say he also did the same, yeah. Gotta turn left to go right. Taught him how to drift so he could master Mario Kart. So, Jonathan, we've discussed several times you do Minute Impossible. Do you want to plug anything else of that sort or anything like Yeah, that? sure. Yeah, we're at Minute Impossible. We do the same thing you guys do. We just don't do it with an animated movie. Well, you do it with the 1996. We've started with the 1996 movie starring Tom Cruise and a lot of other people. Right now, if you've ever seen a Mission Impossible movie and you like Mission Impossible movies, please come listen. We're on everything from iTunes to Stitcher to anything where a podcast can be found. We're on Twitter at Min Impossible, M-I-N Impossible. My uh, co-host and I, Chris, do this. We've known each other since college. And we have a lot of guests on, a lot of MXM people. We talk about movies all the time and, you know, different camera angles and things like that. Uh, we're goofy. We do a lot of stupid voices and it's ridiculous. So please yeah. come and listen to us. We just started a Patreon. Even if you don't like Mission Impossible, like uh, certain hosts can make podcasts very interesting. Like, um, actually, I'm starting to change my opinion on this because I listened to a Mario Bros. Minute because early on I was a guest with them. And initially, my thoughts on that movie were the same as everyone else's, mostly, which is... Uh, it's amazing. It's, <laughs> here's the thing. Now, because they're so... Enth- I like the hosts so much, and I like how enthusiastic and how, how passionate they are about the movie. Yeah. And because I did rewatch it, like, a few times... Uh, I kind of actually really like it now. <laughs> it's one of those. It's one of those how did this get made kind of things where you go, "Ugh, why was this made?" And now you're like, "I'm okay There's with it." So many flaws with it, but it works, and I don't think it works in a so bad it's good way. Like some movies, I, I don't know. I'm kind of post irony at the moment now. Like I started thinking that some of the movies that I think are so bad are they're good. Like why even make like that Bratz? distinction? Well, Bratz is a good movie. Stop don't it. even stop. Uh, I think the. <laughs> I think I'm still going to say So Bad It's Good is, like, Attack of the Clones. They took the one thing about, like, that makes a Bratz doll a Bratz doll and no changed noses. it. 
The giant eyes? Yeah. The, the, the well, because they're live action, I know. Jeb. That's why it doesn't work. They're going to, like, uncanny valley. You think they're going to make him into the that's honeycomb why, monster? No, that's why it doesn't work. No, it works. Jeb, you haven't even seen the movie. I don't need to see it. I have it. I don't need to see it. Okay, well, you're going to eventually, I'm sure. Oh, another hiatus episode. What happened? There, yeah, that and Suicide Squad are maybe our most discussed movies. I've already seen Suicide Squad. Though. Yeah, I know you have. I haven't, I though. saw it in theaters. We, yeah. I, I constantly bring up The Fast and the Furious. I do not want to do a minute-by-minute podcast on it. Because I hate. I feel like that's the equivalent to Mission Impossible, but for cars instead of bikes. The only problem is I hate two. Well, one's okay. Two and three I hate. Four and five, six, seven, and eight I love. They're also just too many. Tokyo Drift. How about nine? Are they making a nine? Yeah, of course they are. Those movies make a billion dollars. Yeah, Yeah. I'm gonna say they're just gonna keep pumping those. If you put the Rock in a movie, unless it's Journey to the Mysterious Island, it makes. All the money in the world. Yeah, he. Jumanji well, he. This may be his money. last one. Yeah, Jumanji made almost a billion dollars, dude. Those Jesus. guys hate yeah. each other. Who? Oh yeah, uh, The Rock and uh, Vin Diesel hate Vin each Diesel. other. Yeah, yeah. They, they oh, I can don't have any scenes together in like the more recent ones. I can see that. Yeah. And now, well, also, uh, I think Vin Diesel's mad that he's doing a spinoff because they're doing oh, a spinoff yeah, yeah. of his character. He and uh, Statham. Oh yeah, Jason Statham. We'll see. Transporter. Uh, another question for you, since you know we have you on just for a short time. For Toy Story 3, do you have any specific uh, minutes that you would like to be on? I mean, obviously you have a lot of time, Hmm. but thoughts, any specific, like, I want to be in the minute where Lotso does a thing. I want to be in a minute with the weird octopus thing. There's over 300 characters in that movie, so that I could go on. (laughs) The things that come to mind for me is, of course, them holding hands about to go in the incinerator. That's the most requested, yeah. Sure. Well, I don't, but I, but I actually would rather between, be. At... I'm not a big Mission Impossible fan. I'm trying to think if there are any connections because, like, when we had uh, Niall from Batman '89 minute on, he was like, "Oh yeah, Michael Keaton, duh." Oh, I'm sure. Like I'm that. sure there's some. You know what? I would probably want anything with Ken where he's getting dressed. Um, <laughs> no reason. Well, there's a there's a <laughs> sequel to Jumanji: Welcome to the Jungle being made. There's a sequel to that. Yeah, yeah it's going to be on Christmas 2019. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. But I had to interrupt you because I was looking up how much it made, and it made $956 million. Yeah, and it cost so not a nothing. You yeah. liar. <laughs> yeah, you liar. It's the 41st highest grossing film of all time. <laughs> it got, what, how much did it get made for? $100 million? It's something. See. Go to Box Office Mojo. They should have it. Uh, it was made for $90 million. Oh, Wow. So, yeah, it made bank. I thought that movie was kind of just going to be like a... Oh, let's pump out a sequel. It's got, it's got. That's an all sarcast, dude. Yeah, I know, but still, that doesn't it's, always mean it's, it's a good thing. It's kind of a qu- four quarters, right? It's not always a good old, thing. old and young men and women it appeals to. I would think. Oh probably. yeah, probably. I mean, The Rock is. Did the you just four... say old and young is, men yeah. and women? So humans. <laughs> yeah. No, that's what uh, they call. Is it a four quarter movie? They say or the four. Uh, oh, I oh like the that. yeah the different different demographics. Yeah, yeah, the the like a really really successful movie like that. Everyone can smell what the rock is cooking. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, except for people who can't smell Jeb. Oh yeah, yeah, and, that and was, they get carbon monoxide. That was um a reference oh. because everybody like the rock yeah, makes movies I, for everyone. Yes, he does. And he says, "Do you smell what the rock things. is cooking?" Yeah, he should make a cooking show someday. He should after his or at least guest on one. Yeah, after yeah. his presidency, he'll yeah, guest obviously. on uh, some cooking shows. The world is weird. And Amy Schumer movie got. Four out of ten stars on IMDb. Oh, that Amy Schumer movie that she was just in? I feel pretty. Yeah, ah, uh, that didn't look good. I don't like Amy Thanks. Schumer. Yeah, I was alright with her for a second, 
I don't Mostly like them making a movie about a woman who th- has brain damage and then thinks she's hot because it's that's that's a that's a flawed say, premise. Wait, is that what the movie's about? Wait, so it's a reverse. Um, what's the Shallow Hal with Jack Black or Shallow Hal? Yeah, Shallow Hal. Who's also in Jumanji? Yeah, that was Jack Black. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the point of the movie is power yourself and power about your looks. Empower yourself Great. through brain damage. I no, but what it is, I don't want to see it's a not movie brain damage. She like gets a concussed. Because oh. you, you paused when you said, I don't want to see a movie about a woman who gets, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> oh what? no, he's, he's a garbage person. <laughs> Did we accidentally put an incel on our show? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like oh, movies about powerful women. That's why Jesse's the worst character. Oh, she's no. terrible. Where she Jesse's talks, the, has opinions. Character. And you know what? I like that cut of Last Jedi where it's just like 20 minutes of just uh, Poe talking to himself. <laughs> Same. Anyway, love people, listeners. That's our. That's what Kanye said. Oh, you can't listen to Kanye yeah, either. He's garbage too. Yeah, Kanye kind of. Yeah. Like, what happened there? He's always been a megalomaniac who probably has I don't know I don't want to armchair psychology issues, but he's also an extremely rich and powerful and out of touch man uh-huh. uh, who likes power moves and dragon energy, and so of course you would connect to the president of the United States. He's kind of like a dragon booth. energy. Yeah. <laughs> he's a mess. Jeb, all Republicans are kind of like Bluths. That's fair. I'm going to put it out there that the Bluths were based on, like, the rich and powerful family at the time, yeah. the Bushes, so. Yes. Yeah. Are you telling me that Buster is Jeb Bluth? Yes. No. No, Job is Jeb Bluth. Job is Jeb because he's George Oscar, just like uh, oh, John, John Ellis. Ellis Bush. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's a direct, I mean, that's the most obvious connection between them, I think. Well, I just kind of thought because, like, Jeb and like buster like similar similar i think that people well no i think that uh michael might be george w but yeah i was gonna say maybe i don't know it's a whole thing that whole series is very of its time yeah Um, i've been rewatching it and i just watched the season finale where everybody's talking about atkins oh (laughs) yeah i I remember my dad did atkins for george bush humor guys everybody and it was like back when it was I guess acceptable to make a lot of really transphobic jokes. Yeah. Ironic. That's ironic now that what Jeffrey Tambor's on. Well, no, because Jeffrey Tambor recently got in big trouble because he yep. was sexually harassing trans people. Um, yeah, we got more yeah. more dark sides. Anyway, on that super happy note, we get really depressing on Fridays on this show. Like, uh, not even on purpose. Just yeah, like, it just happens. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised Sad Week didn't earn that end that depressing. Right. Yeah. Well, on a relatively light note. Yeah. We were just like cool toys anyway. <laughs> but I guess until next time, listeners, you are going to love Amy. She's an artist. <laughs> don't forget you turned your toys around in the shower. Yeah. Oh yeah. You don't want them one. to see you don't want them to see your sin. <laughs> yep. Oh, that implies something that I wasn't thinking of. No, I I was talking about your anatomy, it's a sin. Oh. Um <laughs> That's why we wear clothes, Jeb. Okay. Because we're covered in sin. Okay. Shame. Okay. He's the best. He's a rootinest, tootinest cowboy in the wild, wild west. Woody's Roundup. I don't like them making a movie about a woman 